Man, it seems every day this world becomes more and more antagonistic, doesn't it? Seems like we have one view, somebody else has another view. It could be on the vaccine, it could be on politics, whatever. And no one wants to give an inch, they just want to fight. How do we live in that space as followers of Jesus? Let's find out today on the Critical Faith Podcast with Pastor Sue Collar from First Presbyterian Church in Lincoln. These past few weeks, we've been spending time with Jesus eavesdropping on his conversation with his disciples the night he was arrested. Today we continue to eavesdrop, even as his disciples did, listening in on his prayer to God on their behalf. It's also a prayer on our behalf. So let us listen for the word of God for us today from John chapter 17. I have made your name known to those whom you gave me from the world. They were yours, and you gave them to me, and they have kept your word. Now they know that everything you have given me is from you. For the words that you gave to me, I have given to them, and they have received them, and know in truth that I came from you, and they have believed that you sent me. I am asking on their behalf. I am not asking on behalf of the world, but on behalf of those whom you gave me, because they are yours. All mine are yours, and yours are mine and I have been glorified in them. And now I am no longer in the world, but they are in the world, and I am coming to you. Holy Father, protect them in your name that you have given me, so that they may be one, as we are one. While I was with them, I protected them in your name that you have given me. I guarded them, and not one of them was lost, except the one destined to be lost, so that the scripture might be fulfilled. But now I am coming to you, and I speak these things in the world, so that they may have my joy made complete in themselves. I have given them your word, and the world has hated them, because they do not belong to the world, just as I do not belong to the world. I am not asking you to take them out of the world, but I ask you to protect them from the evil one. We've been spending the last couple of weeks listening to Jesus' farewell discourse, the uh, conversations that he had with his disciples the night that he was arrested. And they've been challenging words. Two weeks ago, we heard Jesus talk about staying connected to him so that we could bear fruit for the world. The challenging part of that was that it can be very tempting to hoard fruit just for ourselves. You know, the really good stuff we want to keep for ourselves. God's love is for us, the insiders. Uh, God's forgiveness is for us, the ones we already approve of. God's justice is for us, the ones we've already deemed to be deserving. But then we have to put those other words of the gospel next to that. For God so loved the world, and not just us. This is when it gets really uncomfortable. When John uses the word world, he's not talking about the globe, the earth that we all live on. He means specifically those forces that are actively antagonistic to God and God's ways. God so loved that world, and we are called to bear fruit for that world. So last week we talked about what love requires among ourselves. Jesus specifically said, love one another, love the one who will betray me tonight. Love the one among you who will deny me tonight. Love the ones among you, all of you, who will abandon me tonight. See, two weeks ago, Jesus talked about bearing fruit for the world. 
Last week was about what that fruit looks like among us. And it was a challenging message because who among us hasn't had times when we found it difficult to love someone we shared a pew with? Sometimes things hit a little close to home, don't they? That's not good or bad. None of us is perfect. And walking in Jesus' footsteps is not always easy. So when the gospel makes us uncomfortable, it's just a sign that we've got some work to do to continue uh, growing in faith and discipleship. You know, I'll be honest, many of the sermons that I preach make me uncomfortable because I know I still have work I need to do too. Well, today, we're going to finish up our mini-series on Jesus' farewell words to his disciples. And I thought, let's end on a good note, one that may not be quite as uncomfortable as the last two weeks. Because after telling the disciples to love the world and love each other like he loves them, he prays for them because he knows it's not going to be easy. He knows loving each other will not always be easy. He knows being his love in the world is not always going to be easy. He knows we'll face a lot of pressure to, to compromise and to abandon our faith and, and to hide his light. I'm sure you've experienced moments like that. I think we all have. Ever been in a group of people who are laughing and joking and in the process ridiculing somebody? Well, even though you know you should say something about how wrong that is, you stay silent because you don't want to be the odd one out. Ever turned a blind eye to an injustice because you didn't want to get caught up in it or you didn't want to become a target of it? Ever hold back sharing your faith because you didn't know how it would be received or because you didn't feel confident in your words. What if somebody challenged you on one of your beliefs? Would you be able to defend your belief? Do you ever simply just forget that you are a disciple of Jesus Christ? And you just go about your life as if faith had nothing to do with your daily living? In Jesus' prayer, he says, I'm no longer in the world, but they are. So God protect them. We live in a world where love is conditional, where forgiveness is a taboo word, where grace is a sign of weakness, where reconciliation and compromise, it's amazing, but they're almost bad words today, and destruction is good. Don't compromise, either win or destroy, preferably both. That's the world we live in. We live in a world where uh, when someone else does a generous act, we say it's noble, but when we are asked to do that, we find all these kinds of reasons not to do it because, well, we can't help that person because they're just lazy and they're just taking advantage of the system. And let's not forget, we live in a world where the church and Christians often look down on rather than looked up to. So to say that we follow someone who put all those things, love, grace, compassion, reconciliation, who said those things are the most important things, to say we follow that one, it's not easy. It puts us at odds with the world. And when we do try to live out those values, in a very real way, it judges the world. And we all know how well that is received by others. So when we feel in the minority or when we just want to belong, there's a lot of pressure to just stay silent. So Jesus asked God to protect us. Protection may not mean what you think it means. My ideal 
definition of protection is God builds a wall around us that keeps us from harm, that keeps us from uncomfortable situations and hard choices. I would love it if God would build that kind of a wall around me. But that's not what the word means in the Greek. The protection that Jesus prays for is for God to protect his disciples from stumbling. Give them strength not to give in. Give them courage when fear gets the better of them. Help them walk in Christ's footsteps, even when all the forces of the world are against them. You know, I stumble every day. You know, sometimes I'm aware of it. Sometimes I make a conscious choice not to speak up, not to intervene, not to help. The price just feels too high, or frankly, it sometimes just takes more energy than I want to give at the moment. I stumble a lot. I'm grateful for Jesus' prayer. I can use all the help I can get. But in order for me to benefit from Jesus' prayer, we have to remember who we are. We are chosen by God to be a conduit of God's blessings to the world. Lest anyone think that means we're better than anybody else, surely God would choose the best to convey blessings to others. Remember where we come from. We come from the family of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, a family well known for cheating, lying, swindling, murder, and rape. That's who we come from. We are not chosen because we are better than anybody else. We're chosen because in God's unfathomable wisdom, God decided that people as imperfect and as flawed as we are were the perfect vessel to share God's love with the world. God knows we're not perfect, and thus Jesus' prayer to protect us from stumbling because we will stumble. But nevertheless, don't ever forget that whether we stumble or not, we are set apart to carry on Jesus' work in the world, to love the unlovable, to lift up the lowly, to empower those who have no power, to reconcile broken relationships, to love as generously as God loves us, to let Christ's light shine through us and to help people experience a taste of the kingdom of God, the world God desires for all people. I wonder how many of us wake up in the morning and say to ourselves, remember, I am chosen. I am holy. I am a vessel today for Christ's light to shine into the world. I am the conduit today for God's blessings. If you do wake up and remind yourself of that every morning, more power to you. You are a step ahead of probably 99% of us. Why don't you try adding to that, I remember God is with me. You see, that's a lot of what Jesus' prayer was all about. It's telling his disciples that they are not alone. It's not all up to them, and it's not all up to us. God is with us. So the challenge that comes to us from this prayer is to remember who we are and then start to take small steps to live as God's chosen people. Maybe that means that this time you don't confront someone tearing somebody else down. Maybe you just walk away this time. Maybe you don't write a check for thousands of dollars to the food bank to feed the hungry, but you still give something. Maybe you don't immediately embrace that person you have an issue with. Maybe you start by simply asking God to change your attitude to them. It's a bigger start than you may realize. Jesus simply asks that those who would follow him love the world as much as he does. He doesn't ask that we're perfect at it. He doesn't say, don't ever make a mistake. 
He prays for God to help us so that we don't stumble. But of course, when we do, we know God's forgiveness is always there. So when you find yourself in a situation and you wonder what Jesus would ask of you in that moment, at that time, ask yourself a different question. What does love look like? How can you love someone in that moment with the kind of love Jesus has for you? And if you need to take small steps to do that, that's okay. That's how we grow. The more small steps we take, the more sure we become in our walk. The more we learn to love as God loves, the more trusting we become in God's presence to help keep us from stumbling. And the more the world is blessed and changed by our living. So start where you can. Don't be afraid to take small steps. But remember who you are. And remember that God is going to help you not stumble. And when you do, God will be there to catch you. There's one more part of Jesus' prayer that I want to mention before we wind this up. He prayed that we might be one with God as he is with God. Think back to the image of the vine and the branches. He's praying that we stay connected to the vine so that Christ's life and God's power can flow into us and eventually out of us. But Jesus also prayed that, that we would all be one, that we would be connected to each other, that we would be there for each other. Your Life Counts is an organization that helps teens deal with peer pressure. And on their website is a story from 17-year-old Brad. He said, my peer group wants to make a difference. We know there are bad things out there and we want to help each other make the right decision. My friends are like family to me and we all look out for each other. It's what keeps me calm because I need them to support me when I need help. I'm there for them when they need me too. He says it's cool and it works. You see, I think that's a picture of what Jesus was praying for for all of us. There are bad things out there. And we want to help each other not to stumble and not to give in. When the world tries to tell us that we should choose a different way, remember we have a community here who will stand with us and encourage us and grow with us. We are chosen to bring God's love to a world that is in desperate need of knowing what true love is. Because it's not easy to do that. It's not easy to live that way. And we need each other as much as we need God. It's not easy being a light in a world that keeps trying to put out the light. It's not easy to love when others are preaching hate. It's hard and it's tiring. And sometimes we pay a high price for trying to live as followers of Jesus. We need a place to come to and we need a community to surround us when we need rest and support and courage and energy and wisdom. When we're able to let God's love shine through us even dimly and see it reflected in the eyes of someone who forgot what it meant to be seen, it's we who receive a gift. When we're able to stand with someone who's being bullied and show them with more than words that they're not alone, and then we see them stand up straighter, we've brought the world a little closer to the kingdom of God. When we're able to love someone the world tells us is not worthy of mercy, and we then see that person rise up in response and start living a healthier life and a restorative life. We've been a blessing not just to that person, but to the whole world. When we're able to be God's presence to someone who's grieving and see them find comfort in that, we've given a gift beyond words. 
And all of that changes us because we can then see what God is doing through us. And when we see what God is doing through us, it's easier to take that next small step because we'll have learned that no matter what powers are working against us, God's power is greater still and God is with us. Thank you for being a part of our weekly podcast that hopefully will nurture your faith. Please join us each week for another Critical Faith podcast from First Presbyterian Church where faith is nurtured, curiosity is encouraged, adversity is welcomed, and all are loved. Please check out our website at fpclincoln.org. That's fpclincoln.org. Or like our Facebook page at First Presbyterian Church in Lincoln.